Welcome to the Off the Bench Podcast, home of all things sports here in the Central Valley. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Pod Off the Bench. All right, welcome back to the Off the Bench Podcast. Jason, episode 30. It's crazy that we're already got 30. Yeah, man, it's uh it's been a lot of fun. We've talked about that, but uh you know, it, this one this one's special. It's we're finally coming out of summertime here, so there's stuff to talk about a little bit. You know, there's a just this couple couple days ago, all the all the high school football teams got back on the field. And uh you know, it's been uh it's fun to actually watch kids out there playing again. It feels like it's been forever since we've had football because we didn't really have – we kind of had a fake season last year. Yeah, no, yeah. it's uh, You actually have crowds in the stands, right? Like it's back yeah. to Friday night lights. You have it in the fall, you know, so the summer and the fall. So, yeah, it's definitely uh, definitely exciting to yeah. have uh, football back in the Central Valley. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, you know – it's once you get into high school football season, you know basketball is right around the corner, so it's gonna be. I'm just hoping for you know a normal, a normal season of everything this year, and you know we'll see how that plays out if we get that or not. But uh, that's that's the goal right now. Is just let's just get normal back. <laughs> yeah, if we can just get back to normal with everything. No, I totally agree. But there was a lot of you know a lot of good uh, high school football games that kicked off. Um, you know, you probably would have to start with the, probably the biggest game of the week. Probably was that Central Bullard game. Uh, Central kind of looked like they started off a little slow, and then they got their, you know, they found their footing and kind of took care of business from there. Yeah, in the end, it looked like the the same old Central. You know. Yeah, and uh, Noel Felix's son Noe had a touchdown. I saw that. That was big time. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. And from what I've heard, uh, kind of what my brother-in-law. Anthony Camarota kind of told me is that uh, they think he might be one of the better when it's all said and done, one of the better receivers that come out of Central. That's high. So praise. that's some big. That is extremely high praise. So, yeah. but uh, he has professional blood running through his uh, DNA. True. So that's true. You know, <laughs> so he's definitely going to be. And then, um, yeah. So it was kind of right. Buchanan went to. I, I thought that was kind of cool. Buchanan went to Kingsbury. You know, usually the smaller schools. Got to come to there, but I like how Buchanan went on the road. Yeah, and uh, another Clovis school went to Sanger, too. So that it happened a couple times. Yeah, Clovis went to Sanger, and yeah. then uh, Clovis East barely beat Dinuba. Yeah. Which I was, that was a good game. Yeah, I think so, they had to but win, no, yeah, a lot win of good that games. at the there. Yeah, so a lot of good games. Um, yeah, I want to give a shout-out to uh, the new Madera High School, Madera High School uh, Matilda Torres. Okay. First game ever. Got the monkey off their back. Got a win. Nice. So, yeah, that was uh, you know, always nice to uh go out there in your in your first game and uh get get your first win out of the way. Uh, makes you feel like you're doing something right out there. So, yeah, yeah. Good, good job to the Toros, Matilda Torres High School, and man, they they got a gorgeous campus out there too. So that's uh, awesome. Yeah, good stuff out there. So, um, the people like, they didn't win their game this week. They actually lost. Colvis West lost to Garces, but I'm yeah. gonna tell you right now, Patrick and Sanders, they are like they're both sophomores. Yeah, they are gonna be a dynamic duo for like 
they're gonna like they're gonna be they're a special combination. Well, and I was wondering because I watched a little bit of this game on YouTube, and Patrick, I was expecting Patrick to be the starter, but he didn't play. It didn't seem like he played the the whole game. Yeah. So I was wondering He's, what was going on there, but I guess probably yeah. a senior that was in in there ahead of him. But yeah, well, once once he was in the game a little bit later. Um, he threw some nice balls. Yeah, he threw some he really nice balls. And if you're from Clovis, I'm going to tell you right now, you have, like, everyone knows about, uh, especially with Chris Patrick, everyone knows about his baseball skills, but he could sling it as a quarterback in his Clovis high days. Yeah. So that's his nephew out there, Kevin Patrick's son. He can flat out throw it. and So, yeah, it's uh, they're going to be – I feel like that's going to be a special combination. Yeah. Probably going to take some growing pains this year, you know, but – I think uh, Coach Brown is his first year. I think he, you know, it looks like he kind of has. Uh, he'll get Clovis West back on the correct path. I hope so, man. It, they've been kind of down in football for a while, and it, things are always just better better off when they're competitive. So, yeah, yeah, I like that a lot. So, um, in other news, you know, Fresno State's about to start. That's always exciting. Yes, yes, Fresno State football back in action. Got yeah. a. Uh, Taking on uh, the Connecticut Huskies. Yeah, going to be a uh, a day game. It's like an eleven o'clock kick on Saturday, yep. so that's exciting. Uh, you know, be fun to to watch those guys play again, and I, I'm excited to see uh, what Jay Kaner puts on the field this year. I, I think he's, I think the kid's going to go yeah. off. I think he's going to have a big year, and uh, I can't wait to see it. So, yeah, yeah, and then especially with all these local wide receivers that he has to throw to with dudes like Jalen Cropper and Josh Kelly. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got all these local kids that he can throw to. And I think he's going to, I think they're just going to have a big year. So especially from the quarterback spot. So yeah, it's exciting. I can't wait for, uh, for Saturday to watch that game and uh, yeah, it should be good stuff. I agree. I agree. So it's always good when Fresno state football is uh, playing at a high level. Well, and speaking of that, Episode 30 today, we got a, you know, a Fresno State football episode. We do, uh, kind of kicking it off. Um, when you think of, like, when you think of Fresno State football, especially during that 2000, that 2000, uh, that unbelievable season in uh, 2001, two, yeah, 2001, like, you cannot think about Bernard Barron and all the highlights he had during that and during that, you know, during that magical season. Yeah. Dude was just a, uh, a human highlight reel. And, you know, he's just one of those, one of those legends that have come, that came through this program and, you know, he went on and played, did a lot of big things in the NFL and man, he was, he was fun to talk to. So it was, it was really cool, cool of him to join us and, and share some stories and uh, talk about playing for coach Hill and, you know, just his his football journey as a whole. I mean, the dude played in the Super Bowl, so um, yeah, yeah, really cool stories there. And um, man, I mean, it's just there's not many bigger names out there. So this is this was a really fun one, really cool to to get to chat with uh, with Bernard Berrien. So I think you guys are really gonna enjoy this one, and we're gonna we're gonna get right to it. This is uh, episode thirty, off the bench podcast featuring Mister Bernard Berrien.
All right, welcome back to the Off the Bench Podcast. Jason, we got a fun one today. I'm excited. Uh, we're jumping into the football world, and, uh, you know, it's going to be fun. We got a, a big-time local Fresno State legend. Yeah, and, you know, when you think about Fresno State receivers and you think about especially that magical run in 2001 and first, you know, you think about playmakers, this man's the first one that comes to mind and the first game everyone probably thinks about is that Wisconsin game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're, uh, we're blessed to be joined today by Mr. Bernard Barry. And, Bernard, how you doing today? Great, fellas. Great. I'm doing good. How you guys doing? We're doing good, man. Doing We're well. blessed. We're excited yes. to talk to you and excited to hear the, the Bernard story. So, uh, you know, let's go back to the beginning. And, uh, you know, where'd you play in high school? Where'd you, uh, where'd you come from before Fresno? Well, even before high school, let's, let's talk about Winton. Okay. <laughs> I started off, yeah, I started off football with the Winton Cowboys. I was like, what, fifth, fifth grade, I want to say? All right. Yeah. Early, early, early. I wasn't the funny thing about it too is uh back then I was always good, a good player, but I was a little smaller and then my brother I had an older brother, so it was more of like he was the star. Cause I was just the young one. I always had to back up him. I never played I never got to play receiver actually until I got to high school. So I'd score touchdowns every now and then or but I was like I was mostly a backup, to be honest. Um then finally, when I got to, I got about the seventh, eighth grade, I got I had to move to quarterback. So I never really played, never really got to play uh, receiver until I got to high school. Then finally, when I got to high school, that's when it, we had some, we had some people that can play quarterback in the high school, of course. You know, uh, finally had my chance to play receiver, and that's where it all started. That's where everything took off, and then ended up at Fresno. <laughs> How much uh, older is your brother? How many years? Oh, just two, just two years, or like a year and a couple months. Okay, but we three months, like two, like two grades ahead, or yeah, he is definitely two grades ahead, though. Okay, yeah. okay. So, what was that like? Just so, did you always play on his teams, like playing up, or was it more just like how did that work with like you playing him being two years older, and then you kind of always being like, is were you just always like the younger one on the team, or yeah, I was kind of like the younger one on the team all the time. So when my birthday fell, I had to pretty much play up. So I had to play pretty much with the older kids. It worked for it worked for ba in basketball. <laughs> in basketball, I loved it. I didn't mind it. It, it, it worked in basketball, but in football, it, it it really didn't work out so much because I was just I was younger. I wasn't as strong as the other the kids. They were older. They were a little bigger. I was always small. I was always a smaller chip uh, kid. Not to, I didn't start getting a little bit more size until I got hit the weights in 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 college, but. For sure, I was definitely one of the smaller ones, and just backing people up. It was backing up my brothers or backing up whoever else because they were just they were just bigger players. It wasn't that they were more talented or anything. And at the time, my brother was definitely faster, for sure. Um, so I mean, it just made it fun. It made me work to be. I never really got discouraged with it because I always knew like I'm gonna play football. I'm gonna play football. It's just more pretty much a, a wait your turn type deal. Yeah, was, you know, we see it a lot with the, just the younger brothers. They got to fight so hard to keep up. They wind up being better in the end for it. Oh, definitely being better. My, it's funny you talk about that. My younger brother. <laughs> uh, so we're all, all three of us, all, all my brothers, we're all fast. For that. The, my older brother, he actually went to Arizona State to run track scholarship full ride there. And my younger brother, he actually went to Fresno State with me too to run there. It's funny you talk about the, the, the civil, sibling competition. And how that like really iron on iron sharpens, sharpen each other's talents and, and skills. That he ran me out of track like 
what I, I want to say, uh, what, my, like fourth and fifth, fifth, fourth and fifth, fifth and sixth grade, I think. Because he, he always, when we're always playing, you know, he's the youngest one, but he's always running around chasing, chasing, chasing. Little did he know that that, that was actual work for him. And we got to the fifth grade. He I quit track because he was beat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're going to try out this baseball thing, see how baseball goes and play baseball for three years. Uh, it was fun. I like, that's the one thing about me. I was always the athlete. I could play any other sport. So it was easy to, you know, transition into another sport. So what? I was like, oh, we're going to play baseball. We played baseball for three years. Then we got back to high school. Then I went back and started running track again. <laughs> well, I got to imagine yeah. growing up in a small town like Atwater, you you know, you probably you got to play everything, right? I mean, you you uh, if you want to, I mean, if you want to, yeah. not everything's really accessible all the time growing up in small towns. That's the biggest thing. I got, I'm, I'm coaching here at Buchanan at the high school, and I'm looking in the gym, and I see all the banners that are going up. And it's not just regular banners. I'm looking at the sports. I'm checking out the sports, and I'm seeing badminton. It's, it's high school. Yeah. I'm seeing badminton. I'm like, badminton? Who plays badminton? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I've never heard of badminton. I would have never heard of badminton in elementary or, high, or let alone in high school. But it's just things like that. Like growing up in a small town, you, you don't really get access to sports like that. Water polo. Water polo. We had water polo in high school, but what was it? Uh, men's volleyball. The first time, uh, Tank. Tank Johnson play with him at the Bears. He was like, man, I was a dope volleyball player in high school. I was like, what? <laughs> that's a big, that's a big dude so playing boring. volleyball. That's a big dude yeah, playing volleyball. So to me. <laughs> but it was fun. I, I, I definitely enjoyed being in a small town though. Did you, um, cause you talked about you played quarterback like in middle school, junior high, then you moved to receiver. Did you, did you always want to play receiver? Cause you, you know, like a lot of people like playing quarterback, you know, you're usually the guy. Did you want to make that transition or was that kind of more of a necessity? No, I always knew. Yeah, I always knew I wanted to be, was going to be a receiver. My favorite players were Jerry Rice, Deion Sanders, and Barry Sanders. My three favorites. Like those are going down as lifetime, all-time greats. But I, you know, I always knew I was going to be a receiver. I always knew that from the jump. I just being one of the more athletic kids. After my brothers, you know, after my brother went to to high school or whatever, then now it's like there's nobody else that's more athletic. You know what I mean? So in a small town. There's not going to be too many athletic kids, so pretty, you're forced to play quarterback pretty much is Make, what happens, what goes on. Making sense. So I was forced to play quarterback, yeah, but I didn't mind it. You know what I mean? I didn't mind it at all. I was still playing football, so yeah. that was, it was just fun to me. Did but you When I got to high school, then finally, yeah, I got into my natural position. So in high school, did you kind of just more focus on football and track? Was that kind of your main thing, And I imagine? Oh, you no. Did, or did you play all sports my too? My favorite Oh yeah, all still. My favorite sport is basketball. That's where my that's where my heart resides. <laughs> I just knew I was gonna play football because football is easier to make it. <laughs> all right, so tell us about the tell us about the hoop game. What yeah, was, we got to know about the hoop. What yeah. was uh, what was yeah. Bernard's hoop game like? I'm a, I was a point guard. I was definitely a point guard. Any type of any type of dunk, you name it, is I'm doing it. It's it's pretty much a done deal, easy. But yeah, I was the point guard. I was slasher. I was like Allen Iverson. Okay, that's what I was gonna ask. Who was your game like? Yeah, well, I would say just because of the speed, like it was it was easy to get in around. It was like it's like I was like AI, but I was a crazy ball defender, on ball defender. You couldn't if I found you couldn't dribble the ball, it was it's it was a wrap for you. <laughs> you I'm gonna pick you up as soon as as soon as you inbound the ball and I'm gonna do anything I can to rip it and go get my two points <laughs> as quickly as possible. But uh, it was just – I think it was just harder to get to college playing basketball being 
in the town I was from. With the town I was from, we we're a football team. We we're a football team. So if we, our football program, great. Always in the playoffs. Always getting attention. You know, it's easy to get attention playing football. But our basketball team wasn't so good. So it was like it, you kind of got not. Just, I wouldn't say overshadowed, but just left in the wayside a little bit. So it's hard to get viewed. Hard to get looked at. And everyone just thought, oh, he's just a football player anyway. He's just a football player anyway. Football player. So it was hard to get really get looked at. So it was just like, oh, we'll just continue the football dream. That's okay. It's a lot more scholarship opportunity in football, too, than basketball, just numbers-wise. Definitely. For sure. So what other uh, schools were recruiting you besides Fresno State? Uh, let's see. USC for a little bit, for a little while. Pretty much all the quote the California schools, all the Division two schools for sure. Uh, Arizona was Arizona was on me for going for a while for a long time. Oregon, Washington, Washington State, the West Coast, all the West Coast schools. I wanted to go to SC. That's where I wanted to go. I wanted to go to SC. I was a fan. I was a North Carolina fan, Florida, North Carolina, Florida State fan. Growing up as a child, I want to go to North Carolina to play basketball. I wanted to go to Florida <laughs> State, Florida State or SC to play um, to play football. And then uh, when SC started recruiting, it was funny when SC started recruiting. I was getting the letters, and I got super excited. You know, you get excited, you're a little kid. <laughs> and um, then uh, Pete Carroll had came down to visit. That's when I really got. I was jumping up and down when he came to visit. And then uh, later on in the in the recruiting process, they dropped me. And I found out, I found out from uh, East West Shrine game. They nominated me to play in that. And I went, I went to play in it. And the coach that was my receiver coach there, he was the receiver coach at USC at the time. And he had told me, he's like, "Man, B, you have no idea. I wanted you bad." <laughs> <laughs> he was like, "But Pete, Pete kept thinking you weren't fast enough." And I was like, "What? <laughs> really?" I was like, "That's the one thing I'm definitely known for." Is the one speed, but at that time he was drafting Daryl Rydell. These are all hundred meter. These are all like the hundred meter finalists at the time when I was graduating high school. Daryl Rydell. Uh, who else was it? Cream Kelly. Uh, yeah, Cream Kelly. There was another another receiver too, and I was like, I could see why he's saying I'm too slow. These guys are all like. 10-3, meter runners. Like <laughs> I don't run the hundred. I'm a two hundred meter runner. <laughs> I'm like, I'll run 100. And then my senior year in track, my senior year in track, because I love basketball so much, I was messing around playing basketball, rolled my ankle, and I didn't really get to run my senior year in track. I had a high ankle sprain, so I was I was out most of the season. So I didn't really get to compete for track my senior, senior year. So there was no way they were going to find out, oh, well, he's not making state or anything like that. He's not running any big con- competitions or anything like that. So I was kind of – I went under the radar, really, about speed. And then when you check me on film and you watch the highlight tapes on film, I'm playing both ways. So I'm 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 still scoring, but it's you don't see like the extra burst, like blazing, blazing scoring speed all most of the time. So, you know, Pete he he dropped me, but I get to this week's West and he was like, Man, I wanted you so bad, but, but <laughs> he just had to he he dropped me because you were, he said he didn't think you were too score too uh too fast enough or fast enough. And then we uh we're all sitting down watching the game. And uh, we were watching uh, you guys play Wisconsin. And then you hit that sideline, returning the ball. And we, everybody looked at Pete like, I thought he wasn't fast enough. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, it was funny, though. But yeah, I got, so- like I said, it's a different path, but you get to where I got to where I wanted to get to anyway. So. 
Yeah, you still figured it out in the long run. That's that's crazy. I mean, he he wasn't just looking for speed. He was looking for Olympic speed. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what did you? Uh, what was your two hundred time with fresh ankles? Oh, okay. Twenty one seven. Okay. Only if you had them fresh ankles, you would have been in state. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. So yeah. so so, what's the reason of choosing Fresno State? Just like after, yeah, after being, I thought about, we went to a championship game in my high school year. We went to championship, like I said, we were, we were a great football program. So we went to a championship game uh, for our section every, what, three years in a row? Three, yeah, three years in a row. We won, we lost everyone. Lost to Grant two, one year, and then Elk Grove two years in a row. Darn Sacramento schools. Um, yeah, no. Lance Lance Briggs was actually I played with him in the Bears. Lance Briggs was actually on that team at El Grove the f- second year. The first the yeah, the first no, the second year he played. And uh I remember he was getting recruited to Arizona at the same time at the same time too. And he had already committed. And then during that game I went up to him and I was like, "Yo, I'm about to come with you to Arizona. Like we're going. It's going to be a thing. We're going." And then uh, just during the recruiting process, I took my trips, and then I was like, I don't know. For some reason, something drew me to Fresno. I was like, just something drew me to Fresno, especially after SC dropped me. After they dropped me, it was just, it was just something about Fresno. I was just like, I don't know, something about Fresno. And then I was like, well, it's kind of close. You know, every, the family can come to see the games, and it's not too it's not too bad. I'm definitely going to be starting soon, so we'll see we'll see how that works. And then I was just like, you know, let's just go with Fresno. I went for, and made the decision the trigger had you been to like have you ever like had you been to fresno before like committing and knowing about fresno state i know it's not that you know it's just right down the road but did you know like anything about fresno or fresno state before that uh not too much about fresno state not too much about fresno state i did used to watch some of the games on tv i do remember that i was always a big fan of all always the bigger college names you know how that is you're like they're all up in your face but i did watch some of the games i remember trent and lorenzo all the time. I remember watching that Freedom Bowl. I watched the Freedom Bowl on TV. That was exciting. Um, who else? I remember you used to watch it using uh, having to watch uh, Adnoff, Adnoff Harris, and then uh, okay. I was a big fan of Adnoff, Adnoff, and then Rod, Rodney Wright, of course. Um, watching them play and Charles Smith, watching them play, and I was like, I kind of like the group. I, I actually like they. You know, what I mean, they they did a lot of things that I saw. I was like, I like their style of play. I like how they get down. And so it was just like kind of a big family. And then my sister, she's but but she's 10 years older than me. So she was already up in Fresno. So I had been to Fresno a lot anyway already. So I kind of knew the area already. So it was just an easier, just an easy decision to make. So who's actually recruiting you mainly? Did you actually did you have Pat Hill coming on visits at all or? Uh I don't think Pat came. He might have no, I think he did come to the house. I think he did. But at first, uh, it was Jethro Franklin was my, my recruit. Okay. Pat Hill better have came. Yeah, Pete Carroll's coming. Pat Hill better have came. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know how for real. <laughs> uh, but, uh, no, yeah, it was, it was Jethro Franklin at, at first was coming. And then that's who came to – but I think I got – when uh, the first recruit that came that found out about me was actually Coach Miles, Trent Miles. He, um, he was actually coming to, the, to my high school to recruit. Uh, I was a junior at the time. He was coming to recruit Eddie Maka, and he was a senior receiver at the time. He went on to go to Cal. He later on dropped – I think he, he dropped out after his first year, but he was he was a good receiver in high school. 
and he was coming to to recruit him. He was watching the film, and he just my junior year, like I only caught eighteen passes. Half of them I scored went for touchdowns, but I only caught eighteen passes my junior year. Like people in the stands were pissed because they couldn't they wouldn't throw me the ball. It was it was, it was amazing. I made it through that season with not touching the ball as, as much as I should have touched it. Yeah, who's but, the OC? Um, who's the OC on that team that year? <laughs> it wasn't the OC's fault. They're calling plays. It's just where the quarterback's going to go with it. I mean, here they were friends, so it's just it's just how it worked out. Mm. And then I was a younger guy, the younger receiver too, so it was just how it worked out. But um, uh, like I said, he was coming to watch Eddie, and then on just on the film, every now and then he'd like blip, he'd see a blip, and then he'd be like, who, well, who's that guy? And then they're like, oh, well, that's Bernard Barry. And then it was like, you know, then then the interest of my name started started coming up or whatever. And then that next season, boom, it was like 13 touchdowns, 1,300 yards. When, you know, we go to the championship, all that. I'm playing both ways, getting picks, doing everything, returning punts, returning kickoffs. So it was, it was just – it was kind of just an easy decision really for them. We're like, oh, we need to go get this play. We need to get this guy, so – so you get into Fresno, and uh, did they want? Did you redshirt? Did they want you to redshirt? How did that all go play out? No, no redshirt. Uh, I was true freshman. Me and uh, Marque Davis came in that year as true freshman. He was another receiver out of Dos Palos, and um, yeah, they. You know, I felt like I should have redshirted that year. It was, <laughs> <laughs> it was a bunch. It was a bunch of uh, watching on the sideline taking a knee. I was. I was pissed. Of course, I thought. I felt. I was like, man, I'm taking all these reps in practice, and I'm for sure, if not better, at least the same than these guys that are playing. So it was like, why? You know, I mean, we were getting like three, maybe four reps a game, if that. So I was, it was almost, I was, I almost felt like, man, I just wasted a whole year right now, just sitting on here taking a knee. And then even my, even that the next year, the following year, that 2000, that 2001 season, the season that we had was off the charts. Um, I still wasn't a star. I still wasn't starting in when the season started off. And I was sitting there. I was starting to get pissed. But luckily, uh, luckily, I say luckily, um, Rodney, he got he got hurt. I think it was like week three, maybe. Week three or week four, he got hurt. And I was his backup at the time. So, boom, I get, I get pushed into the starter and to start in that, that game. And I can't remember why, but I was also starting punt return in that game. It was against Nevada. We're playing Nevada. Also, the starting punt returner for that game too, and uh, I go in. I of course I perform or whatever. Hundred yard game, I think. Uh, Hundred yard game, one receiving touchdown, and uh, my first ever punt return. I take it to the house. So you know, it was. It was I never didn't see the field ever after that. It was. Yeah, well, he's just, he's a starter for sure. He, you know, he's never not coming off the field. So that's that was, how it started. That was the Bernard Barry and coming out party. That was a coming out party, yep. Nevada. Thank you, Nevada. I, I, I love playing Nevada. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> that game. So is would would that be your um your moment where you would say like, hey, I belong on like I'm a I belong on this field. Like I'm a like when is your D one moment where you're like, Hey, welcome to D one college football? For me? Yeah. It was actually my my freshman when I first got there. Like I knew. Like I was I always had the attitude. I always had the attitude like there's nothing. Nobody can touch me. You can't touch me. I already, like, especially going to college, like, high school, college, those years, like, I already knew. Like, there was nothing you can say to me that was going to, you were going to affect my play or or get in my head or to, to affect 
my mentality or style of play. So I, I always knew, like, I'm, I'm that dude. I'm going to be that dude. There's nothing you can do to stop me. And when I first got out there on the field, the very first day, you know, one of the uh, the older guys, you know, after the after the practice was over, he came up to me and was like, yo, keep doing what you're doing because you're going to be great. And I was just, you know, it was just one of those things. And that's that probably was my moment, my welcome to welcome to college football. Nice. Yeah, that's awesome. He was right. Yeah. He, he, <laughs> that, that man saw something day one and he was right. <laughs> He's definitely right. He's just like, let me just graduate first before you come out here and take my spot. <laughs> but talk about that that magical season, right? You talked about your second year, your magical season. Um, Rodney gets hurt. You kind of come in. You're the punt returner. But just that season just in general, like you have so many – there's, you know, like Fresno State, there's so many memories and, and just definitely like the game everyone kind of remembers is that Wisconsin game. So kind of just talk about that. Yeah, that season, yeah, it was a magical season. It was a disappointing, heartbreaking season, too, at the same time. But, I mean, we, we got to levels that no other Fresno team had got gotten to. That was great. We we I think we taught, we made it to six, maybe, I think? Yeah, I think it I know we made it to eight. Number seven, I think. Yeah. Was, yeah. was it? Somewhere right around there, there. yeah, six, seven, eight. Yeah, right, right around, around there. there. And then, um, like, we were just on a roll. We really literally were taking it one game at a time, one and all. I mean, that was the, one of the, the mantras we used to say all the time, one and all, that, that's all that matters. Like, we really took that to heart. I think that team took all our mantras really to heart. We really believed in each other. We really believed each other. And, I mean, we talk about Fresno State, you know, Bulldogs. Like, we really had dogs on that team. And we were always looked at, you know, second-class citizens, second-class-rate second college. So, we we – you know, it, it put a chip on our shoulders, and, and we took that mentality to the game when we played each other. And, you know, that anytime, anywhere mentality, like, we really lived by that. We we wouldn't shy away from anybody. We wanted to play. We wanted to – Every like, most of the players on that team really wanted to test their abilities and play against those big schools. We weren't the team that was like, well, we, we you know, we know we're, we're good or we know we got ability, but – we don't want to play those teams or because they still might beat us. We were never that team. We were always like, let's bring it. Let's go. Let's get these teams. Let's go. And we're not just going just to play these teams. We're going to obliterate these teams. And that, that's the mentality we had with that team that year, especially that year. I think we just had everybody. We had special people in, 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 in the right positions. That, I mean, all the way across the board. Defense was great. Offense was great. It was, it was really – I mean, we had what? Thousand yard rusher, two thousand yard receivers, but four thousand yard passer in, in Derek or in Dave. I mean, sorry. <laughs> well, so I mean, like it's it's down. I don't know the DCs, the DCs, the DC brothers. But um, I think you're the first one I've heard mess it up that way. Everybody always calls Derek David, but <laughs> oh, do they? Yeah, yeah. I say, I'm so used to watching Derek now, so that's all I say all the time. I'm like Derek, Derek. Derek. <laughs> I'm so used to just saying DC all the time, but now you got you just can't you can't say DC anymore. Yeah. Yeah. DC eight well, or DC four? <laughs> yeah, DC eight or DC four. <laughs> I, I gotta say the one we've I've mentioned this on this pod before, but the one thing I think about first when I think about your career is David. It just felt like David. You should just throw that ball up in the air, and then out of nowhere, Bernard Barry would just come running underneath it and catch it. I mean, y'all just <laughs> seem to have this like unreal connection. I mean, that that's the one thing that I is in my memory first. Yeah, no, yeah, the, the connection was great. Like, 
the one thing that people like I always tell everybody, they always like you play with some you actually play with quite a few little bit of quarterbacks. And I was like, man, the, the quarterback, the most accurate quarterback I played with was David Carr. It's like till this day, I still say that. I was like the most accurate quarterback I played with was David Carr. I was like, granted, it was in college, yeah, but I'm like, that boy put the ball on the money. <laughs> I'm literally mean on the money. So it was kind of easy for the connection. Like you knew, you knew it was gonna if it wasn't close, you knew it was gonna be in your area. And you knew he was gonna throw it, so he was gonna get it to you. So it was just it was just playing catch out there. And that's all we were really doing out there is really literally playing catch. We're gonna go run these routes. He's got a cannon on him and an accurate cannon. So he's gonna be able to get it down the field. That's my my specialty is getting down the field. I track the ball really, really well, extremely well. If the ball as soon as the ball leaves the quarterback hand, I know where it's gonna end up. If it's gonna end up hundred and ten yards down the field, I know like right then and there where to go, where to be at, put my head down. Go get that ball. That is my specialty. So, if you had a strong enough arm, like there is no, there is no, is no way you're going to be able to defend that at all. And he's ain't overthrowing you either with your speed. <laughs> I mean, he can overthrow. Me. He, he could. He definitely can. But he's like I said, he's an accurate coach. <laughs> people, uh, people always focus on the NFL with him. They forget about how good that man was. No, yeah, I know. It's hard. It was like I said, it was hard starting out. You know, on, on a new franchise, you're, yeah. you're number one pick on a new franchise team. It, it's really, it's definitely hard. So we Especially had sack like that. Uh, yeah, we had a uh, Nick Burley on earlier um, the pod, and he kind of talked about against Wisconsin. You guys were kind of down at half, and he said Coach Hill had a had some choice words, had some had a nice little speech, had some words. <laughs> yeah, he was hot. <laughs> <laughs> But just, you know, he just talked about, like, he even said he's like, he, like, you guys knew you were going to win that game, though. Like, he said he, we were down, but we just had that feeling that we were going to still win this game. And then you come out opening quarter and just, just, I guess everyone else in the country thought it was a surprise, a shock with that. But, you know, like, you guys, like you said, you guys had that mentality and you just, you just took it to the house. Yeah, we, yeah, he was, Coach Hill was actually, he was hot. We knew we we knew we still had we knew we could still win definitely knew we could still win because um, it was it wasn't really I can't remember the score at halftime or whatever the score was but we were close so yeah. you know we knew we could win that game we were making all kind of mistakes in that first half so that's why Coach Hill was kind of pissed and uh, giving us the talk that we got during halftime or whatever and then it was time right before it was time to go out. Me and uh, Dell Hawkins, he was uh, one of the other uh, special teams. I think it was the special teams captain of the other special team captain at the time. Um, you know, we brought the, the that kickoff return team up together. We got them all. We grouped them all together. And, you know, we talked to him. And I told him, I was like, hey, when we come out this second half, we're taking this to the house. You know, everybody get on your stand, do your assignment. You know, we it was just one of those things. Like, we're taking this to the, hat, to the, to the house when we come out here. We're going to start this thing off right. Like, no questions asked, this is what we're going to do. And when we came out there, you know, we just performed, and that, that kind of set the tone for the rest of the game. That's an incredible story. I love that. You guys came together and actually planned it, and it, it happened yeah. to a T. It happened to a T. That was that return right there. You, you see, everyone talks about my speed running down the sideline, but that return right there was the perfect – I've never seen a perfect return where actually where all 10 men blocked – they they had their guy sealed off. It was perfect. I mean, all the 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 hole that I had to run through was the easiest thing I've ever seen or had to run. All I mean, like you saw, if you looked at it, you see the, the the first cut, the first initial cut to set the blocks up, and then I start veering around left. Like 
there was no stride break, no, like, I didn't have to really dodge anyone or anything, just run. It was one of the easiest returns ever. Like, they, the men on that on that field, they did their job really, really well. Hat on hat? For sure. That's unbelievable. So, uh, you know, well, uh, it was a, well, that was an incredible season, right? You guys play all these big teams. You guys make that run. You, you climb up the rankings. Everything's going right. Obviously, there's a there's a slip up there. You know, what was that like going through that moment with the Boise State game and just kind of like I, I'm sure you still probably have nightmares about that. It's funny you talk about that. Yeah, uh, I'm coaching at B. I, I mentioned a coaching at Buchanan now. Like one of the coaches we just picked up, <laughs> he, uh, I think he played. I think he played in 18 and 19 in college. Okay. Is what he said. I remember asking him. He was like, "So I was, where'd you go to school?" And he went to uh, Central High School, went to Clovis, or went to Clovis North, then transferred over to Central. I think finished out high school at Central. Then, uh, then the next day, I talked to him. I asked him. I was like, "Oh, so where'd you go? I heard you talking. Where'd you go to football? Where'd you play football at? College football?" And he was like, "Boise State." I said, "Oh Lord, <laughs> oh you gotta go. Who, who got this man on the squad? He gotta go. He's gotta go." He's like, "Oh, what you?" He's like, "Where you, you play?" He's like, "Where'd you go to school?" I said, "Fresno." And I said, "Yeah, I went. I went to that year." He's like, "Oh," <laughs> he's like, "Yeah, but yeah, I mean, we should have definitely went undefeated. There was no way Boise was supposed to beat us. They had." They had that day. That day, they actually outgame. They they outgamed us. They outgame planned us. They had a better. They had a better plan on how to attack us and, and take us out of our game than we did them. So that's all I can say about that. Then I think with the hangover, losing that that game against Boise, we go to Hawaii the next week, and the same thing. Penalties I think took us out of that game. I remember returning returning a, um, I think a. A kickoff return got yeah it was a kickoff a kickoff return got called back or he, one of the return got called back we but penalties killed us in that game and we ended up losing that game and like well, I want to say the last seconds of the game Ashley Lee makes a freaking outstanding catch like unbelievable catch to win the game and and then we you know we had two losses in a row on the season we're looking we're we're eight and zero at the time we're I think six and zero at the time we're eight and zero at the time ranked number eight at the time we're eight seven once somewhere in there, we get those two losses, and it's like, ah, back to being, you know, one of the mid-majors again, just, you know, outside the rankings again. And it was just like, man, we blew our chance. Yeah, we you... still finished the season out strong, but it was just we blew our chance at getting that national recognition we really were looking for. Yeah, looking back, you could almost see the Hawaii game coming. After that, you know, the air gets let out of the season like that with the Boise game, it was – you could almost see it coming there. That trap game. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely. I feel on that being a trap game, but still, though, like if we just get that, if we have that one loss to Boise, it might be you know the rankings or whoever does the rankings might say, okay, they might have had just that one fluke loss or whatever. Yeah, and then you know we still might have been at least top ten or maybe top fifteen, and then could have you know slid down into the top ten that way and made a BCS bowl or something that way. So it was just like, man, we needed anything we could have done to get those to try to pull that win out, especially after that after the Boise loss. We, we didn't want that snowball effect to keep going on and try to and, and ruin the season. Yeah, that I mean that Hawaii team's no joke too though. You dropping names like Ashley Lee, I mean they got guys too. Yeah, he definitely yeah. Oh yeah, he was nice. Mm-hmm. Nice too. 
So you, uh, you know, that, that season goes by and then you're still there. What's it like? Uh, what was it like, you know, still being there after David Carr leaves? Yeah, I know. It was like, it seemed like all the hoop, the hoopla around Fresno state was going to be gone because David, David had left. It seemed like that's what was going like everything that was putting out in the, in the media was kind of storied or centered around kind of that, you know, David's gone. What's what they're going to, what are they going to do now? Who's going to be, who's going to, you know, uh, run the show now. And then, uh, what was it? We had, I think we had Jeff Brady was a quarterback at that after, uh, after David left. Oh, that's right. I always think about Jeff as the offensive coordinator later, but yeah, he did. Yeah. 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 And then, um, I think we started out the season at Oklahoma. We had Oklahoma on the schedule or, or Tennessee. And then I think and then Wisconsin. Or no, we started I think we started out with, with Wisconsin. Yeah, you guys started off with Wisconsin. I think we started off with, yeah. with Wisconsin. And um I think we were actually we were set to win that game, matter of fact. Now I remember, yeah, yes, we sure were lost. Yeah. Because I remember, yeah, we barely lost. And I remember I got I got hurt. I hurt my MCL that game. And we were on our way to routing them, and I was on my. I felt like I was on my way to have enough freaking. Uh, 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 wow! I can't believe this kid that pulled out a season like that type of season, because I was feeling I had no injuries, no nothing, no aches, no pains, no nothing at the time, and I was really it was really coming into my own. Like my strength wise, I felt you know I was getting a little bit older now, a little bit bigger, as more into my body, a whole lot stronger. My speed was in power. Everything was was on point. And then um, I remember we were on offense and like first two two plays. I think moving the ball down. I got like forty eight yards already. Two receptions already. Um, kickoff. The same thing. A kickoff. That's how it opens up. Opened that up with a kickoff return. Like forty yards down the forty fifty yards down the field. Boom. We got the ball. Next play. I catch a pass, another pass or something like that. We're like 30, 30, 40 yards downfield. And then um, I think we score on that drive. They get the ball. They go back and they then we I, we stop them. They punt. And on a punt, fluke play, fluke accident, like someone just falls on my leg. It wasn't even like during the actual like play. Is that kind of after, kind of a little bit after. I wouldn't say it wasn't a late hit for sure. Definitely wasn't a late hit. Just, you know, someone just falls on my leg on my knee and it, yeah, landed. I guess he hit it in the the, the 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 right spot, the perfect spot, and it tore my MCL. And that was done for me. I was like, I tried to come back, maybe at the end of the or somewhere towards like the fourth or fifth week, try to brace it up because I still had that redshirt year. And I was like, well, I can just, I don't need a medical. I can just use my redshirt year if I need to. And uh, so I just wanted to wait it out, try to hit. I didn't want to have surgery. I was like, well, I can I can just wait this out. And if I can come back and play, then I'll come back and play. If not, then I'll just use my redshirt year and then set the year off. So I did everything I could to try to rehab and come back that season. And then we get to about the time where it's time to make a decision. And, I'm, you know, I'm, I've been practicing in, in um, knee brace for a week now. And I was just like, nah, I can't. I can't do it. I can't. I can't. I don't feel like B running around in this knee brace like i was like no nah, i'm just gonna sit this season out so redshirted that season and i can't remember where we finished that season but i feel like you still made a bowl yeah still nine and five bowl, so yeah i think we still made a bowl game so that was georgia tech yeah 
what is that like though mentally though right like like you said you're about to have in your mind you're about to have that that season that that amazing season you're about to just show out and then right you get hurt and then it's just mentally what did that do to you uh, destroy because you know it was is it's like all right well who do we have at quarterback who's going to be throwing the ball now you know you start to think about all those things like what if, what if i don't get to nfl now or like what if we start losing and you know everything starts to just go downhill and you only got that one season like you're, you're sol like <laughs> what are you going to do about it or how are you going to come through and you know really try to make a name for yourself so it was really, it was just everything, anything that was coming in. You're, you know, we were young, so anything and everything is is come popping into your head, and it's it's a thought that's gonna just, I don't know, I don't want to, I don't, I did my best to not let those rot, those thoughts, or those at least those negative thoughts, you know, overtake and, and kind of control my actions and how I performed on the field. No, definitely. So right, your next year, you come back, you're healthy. What is your mindset for that season? <clears throat> it's go time. You've been, you've been out for a year now. It's, it's go time. Let's let's get rocking again. And uh, I think I feel like it was still another. It was like a kind of a slow year. We weren't really too sure. I think Paul was. I think Pettiger was playing quarterback now. Yeah, I think this and is we the just. Year, I think we just weren't Pettiger as took. good as a team. Yeah, we still went to a bowl game. We just didn't. We weren't as good as a team as we were in pre those previous years. Um, the talent talent wasn't as good. So it was just one of those seasons where the, I think my numbers individually weren't uh, definitely weren't as good as, as previous before, as previous before previous seasons. But it was just we, we still we're still winning. We're still scoring. We're still doing things that we need to do. So it wasn't any like big knock on me or to think, oh, no, we, we, we didn't we didn't perform to our abilities this season or anything like that. Yeah, you were kind of stuck in that those those years there where you had the big year in 2001. But it it was like they were build the team was building all the way up to two thousand five again. And yeah, so, exactly what it felt like. Yeah, even that even o, that 05 senior, team was good. Yeah, my senior year, I was I was pissed. I'm not gonna lie, I was pissed my senior year. We're you know we're seniors on the team. Me, Marque, DeAndre, we're seniors on the team, and we're we felt like that year it was just all right. Let's get ready for the younger guys. Let's get the younger guys ready. Like we're not gonna do anything special this year. We're not gonna win that much. And it, that's what it really felt like. And it was just like, man, they're really I, – I was thinking about leaving and going to the NFL, like entering the draft. I'm like, man, I'm about to be out of here because I'm like, I already got hurt. I already got hurt in that one year. had to sit out. Then I had um, – after that 2001 season, I had to have surgery. Like the last three games of the season, I was supposed to, actually supposed to have surgery on my toe. I had um, – it's a bone – a pressure relieving bone in your in your big toe and i had split it in half so it kind of felt almost something similar like to turf toe pain and for the last three games of the season like i had no like it it, it was it was odd sometimes it would hurt like hell like you know i need to chop my foot off and sometimes it'd be it just be like an okay pain like it wasn't too bad or you could tolerate it and sometimes I just felt like I couldn't run at all. So it was just whatever day or whatever game. Sometimes it was week to week, day to day. You know, I had no idea when when that excruciating pain was going to come. So, so, yeah, last three, 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 last three games of the season, played through that. And then finally after the season was done, had 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 the uh, surgery to get the bone, bone removed. And they removed that bone. 
you know, hobbling around for for most most of the the off season, missing the, pretty much the entire off season, and then you know coming back for camp, and then right when we get ready to come back for camp, my senior year, I notice you know I go to, I notice like that kind of that that pain, and I'm like I go to the trainers and like yo Miguel Layla, at the Layla Miguel Rueda and Layla Amadi were the trainers at the time. And I go to speak to him, and I'm like, "Yo, I, I can I can tell it's that sesamoid thing and coming back again." And they were like, "Nah, no way." And I was like, "Yeah, it's on the other foot, though." They were like, "Nah, no way, no way." And they're like, "Well, we can go get." And I was like, "Nah, I can tell, I can feel it." They're like, "Well, let's go get X-rays." And sure enough, we get X-rays come back. They're like, "Yeah, it's starting to crack." And I was like, "I told y'all." So they were like, "Well, we can we can either wait till after the season, or we can try to have the surgery now because it's gonna split." And then, but if you wait, you don't, you're not going to know when it's going to split. So you might, we might be in game two of the season or something like that, game three, and you might need that to have the surgery. So I was just like, well, let's just knock it out. Let's knock it out now, get it done with before the season starts. So I went into that season, shouldn't have probably, should have probably waited till like game four, I think, to actually play, to come back and play. But I was like, nah, I'm going to, I'm just going to take it. I'm going to take the chance and come back. Came back early and played game one because I didn't want to miss that season. We had Oklahoma and Tennessee on the schedule. I didn't want to miss those games or those teams because that's those are the games that the scouts are going to be looking for for sure. So I wanted to make sure I was present during those. Because Oklahoma, uh, Oklahoma was, they were like one of the top teams in the country, right? At that time. At that time, yeah, they sure were. Yeah. They so might have been like even number one or something. They were at least top no, they five, were right? One. They were top five, though. Yeah, yeah, they were top five for sure. Tennessee, I think, was in the top 15 or top 20 at the time. So, I definitely, yeah, like I said, I didn't want to miss those games because those are the games the scouts are they're going to want to see. They're going to want to see the competition games, the tougher, tougher teams. So, played in that game. It was still wasn't really 100%, but still played and get through, got through it. So, it was like starting of that season was kind of slow start slow start so i think the coaches were just like oh well they're not really ready. we're not going to do anything this season so we were rotating in every three every three series that whole year so it was like wow i really couldn't believe this like i was hot like i stayed in school like you promised me this promised me that i stayed in school and this is this is how you're doing this right now like it was, it was just that last monsignor season was just all in for me individually was it's terrible i didn't like it at all <laughs> just a frustrating season altogether yeah how long are you um with your the the surgery like how long were you supposed to like how many weeks are you supposed to be out uh the assessment when i got see i didn't i had no idea when i got to the nfl it had um you know all the doctors go over thing then you know they ask you all the questions when they're checking it and then i was like they, you know, you have any surgeries? And I said, Sesamoid. And then they're like, oh, you did? I said, yeah, on both feet. They're like, oh, really? They're like, how long did you sit out? And one of them, I said, <laughs> I said, on one, I sat out. Uh, one of them, I had the surgery after after the season was over. I said, it happened three three games left with the season, season finishing in. And then uh, I had the surgery after the season. So I really didn't have to miss any games. So that I didn't have to really worry about. But the second one I did, I was like, only sat out four months. I was, I was I was out only four months. Their heads popped up so quick. I was like, whoa. They were like, wow, really? You came back in four months? 
They were like, yeah, usually that's like a nine to 10 month oh, wow. injury type injury. And I was like, oh, Lord. Oh, wow. I had no, yeah, I had no clue. None whatsoever. So that also kind of enlightened me a little bit too to about injuries and, and information on injuries. So, <laughs> uh, Dang, that's crazy. That's like a mind boggling. That's just like crazy. Yeah. Like, so, all right. So the season's over right now. It's, it's right. It's prepare for the NFL, right? Just prepare for the NFL draft. Talk about that process, preparing for the NFL draft. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Season's over now. Now it's, it's, it's get ready for the, for the NFL. My members signed with my agents and, um, them, they wanted me to go work and do the, the guru workout stuff. So I was just like, nah, I, I'll just work out here in Fresno. Worked out with, uh, Steve Sabonia. Did that. And, uh, that was good. I still like that. I actually had to like hamper, tamper, taper down on some of the, um, the workouts because uh, during that East-West game, I was telling you about the uh, USC coach. Um, who are the receivers? Is me, Sammy Parker, and uh, Wes Walker at the time, and Wes Walker. So uh, the USC receivers coach is like, "Yo, you, you're, you're the man. You're the guy. So we're gonna get, we're gonna get you the ball. We are featuring you. We're gonna get you the ball. You're gonna do your thing." So uh, that's what it was, pretty much in the game. They're feeding me. They're feeding me. And uh, we get to – there's a, a sideline ball, and I go up to jump for it. And I go up to make the catch, and I come down, and I land on my hand. land on my hand wrong or something. And I get up, and, you know, I'm going back in the game, and I'm just like, damn, my thumb hurts. And, you know, I'm squeezing my hand, and I'm shaking it like, God, what the hell's wrong with my thumb? And then I go back out, like, three or four plays later, I go back to the sideline, and I tell one of the trainers, like, something's wrong with my thumb. And they're like, all right, try to make a fist, try to squeeze with it. And I couldn't really, like, yeah, it might be broke. So we go take surgery. We go into the locker room, surgery, or have x-rays taken. And like, yeah, you broke it. So I was like, damn. There's just one more thing I got to go through now. Like, this is like three, two, three months before before combine time. So I'm like, all right, well, we got to get a cast on. And, you know, we're trying to work starts. Because, you know, that's 40. 40 time is everything right now, 40, especially for a receiver. You know, and coming from one of the mid-major schools, you know, you want to be drafted high. Uh, you're you're touted high. You know, after that first that 2001 season, I should have, I really should have left up that 2001 season. I was a top ten pick <laughs> going out. I should have gone, and then I come back that junior year, and then I got a red shirt that junior year because I tear my MCL, and then my senior year, my senior year, my numbers were like maybe like six, eight hundred, six to eight hundred yards, I think, receiving. And like maybe six or seven touchdowns or something like that. So it was like you was you you were on the decline. So I was just I was getting worried. I'm like, damn, this is one more one more obstacle now I got to get over. One more hurdle I got to try to try to beat and get around and get over to get to to get to my my dream of getting to the NFL. So I'm trying to work out and I'm like, damn, I can't do some of the lifts because I got this freaking cast on my arm and to run i'm running but i'm not running the way i should run because i got this stupid cast on so training kind of wasn't the it was good but it wasn't the best i i wasn't in the best shape to be i guess for for the combine as i as i possibly could have but uh ended up getting drafted got drafted third round so i was i was still happy it was to a team that I it was to a team that I kind of hated growing up as a child. It's funny I was a 49er fan, and uh, <laughs> my older brother I talked about my older brother before. He was a, he was the actual Chicago Bear fan, and, and during my childhood and growing up, 
how I remember the Bears is they were spoilers to my Niners making the playoffs, or they were my, they were spoilers to Niners getting home field advantage, something like that. So I hated the Bears. And then when I get the call from Lovey, and I'm, I'm I'm on the phone and I'm looking and I finally I hang the phone up and my brother's looking dead at me and my he's looking dead at me and he's like so, so you're a bear and then I was like yeah I'm a bear and he started dying laughing I was like but it was, it was it was funny I was excited so I was I got my goal you know I made it we were all at the house we had a little draft party at the house so you know to watch it all or whatever or watch the draft on TV and have my friends and family around for it so that was that was cool. How many, um, like, do you work out for, like, how many teams did you, like, work out for? Like, how does that all, like, work out with the NFL? Oh, yeah, that, actually, that's, like, that's, that, it's, 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 it's odd you say that. Like, it depends on your pro day. Like, at the combine, combine, everyone's there. Everyone's there. Everyone's seeing you. You're at the combine. You're fine. Everyone's going to see you there. Your pro day is just whoever's coming, thinking about drafting you. So I can't remember who was all there for the pro day. Okay. Or how many teams were there for pro day? It was quite a few though. But yeah, as far as working out, you don't you don't really work out for teams. That's like more free agents. Okay. And sometimes during the season, team people teams people teams will bring people in and work them out to see. All right, yeah, you can be on the practice squad, or actually, we're going to sign you a fifty-three roster man, or however however they want to delegate the person that they're bringing in. So you go to the Chicago Bears your rookie year, right? It's a little different. You you have a lot of different people throwing you the ball <laughs> as a quarterback. You guys really they didn't really seem like they had a quarterback that year. When you have multiple quarterbacks, you really don't have a quarterback. So what was that like your rookie year? It was if it, <laughs> it was I mean it, it felt it was frustrating because you 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 want you know you're trying to make a team, you're trying to establish yourself and it, it's hard to. You it's it's already hard enough being a receiver because you, it's not like you're a running back and you're gonna touch the ball. Like you, you got to rely on a whole lot of other play, a whole lot of other people for you to get that ball. And and if that person, you know, that's running the hell, that's giving you the ball, is not nobody really has faith or trust in them. It's it's even it makes it that much tougher. And then and then we weren't really that offensive minded in Chicago as it was already. That being in Chicago is all about defense. So it was like it was just even tougher. And harder to really make a name for yourself and establish yourself, especially you know in those first three four years, and that's where you really want to do it. Like uh, like Devonte Adams being drafted to to Green Bay and playing with Aaron, I'm like, oh, <laughs> magic. Good luck there, buddy. Good. I was, I was so happy for him. I was like, man, he gonna ball out. Because <laughs> if you have a if you have a good quarterback and you know you're you're usually when you're a rookie. You still have you still have that even though you're in the NFL or your first two years first two first two first three years even though you're still a rookie you still have that that college mentality type of of playing where I'm still a freaking baller and there's nobody that can touch me like it's funny when you're young like that you just have that mentality even even if you're a little timid and scared about being in the NFL in your first couple of years or whatever you still have that mentality it's 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 still locked in there. And when you have a great quarterback, like it's it it means the world for your game. Your game is gonna be blown. So I was happy for De- Devontae when he got when he got drafted to the Green Bay Packers. I was I was excited about that. All right. Now you uh we talked earlier about your your moment in college when you felt like you belong. But let's go the other way. In in the NFL, did you have like a hit 
or just a moment where you're like, oh boy, this is this is different. This is real. Yeah, it's real. Yeah, it was my rookie year. I was running a, a reverse, and I'm coming around. We're playing the uh, the Titans, Tennessee Titans, and uh, I'm coming around the right side, and it's it's there's no there's pretty much nowhere to go. Even I can't even run out of bounds because there's a defender coming there. So it forces me to have to cut up, and boom! When I cut up, I cut up right up into uh, big ass. <laughs> Your DN Kevin Carter, this dude, he was muscle, all muscle at the damn time. <laughs> and he lays me the hell out. He steps over me, everything, reaches down, reaches down. Welcome, welcome, son. And I was just like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> so that was, yeah, that was my actual welcome to the NFL moment. I actually, yeah, it was, I got hit, blasted too. It was my rookie year, and the and, and the defense and the dude actually bent down to help me up and, and, and welcome me and actually say, Yeah, welcome, son. And I was like, man. Wow! I'm gonna get you back. I never. I'm gonna get you back. In my head, I'm thinking I'm gonna get you back, but that ain't never happened. Ever. <laughs> That's <laughs> wild. You not just. A, I mean, he literally welcomed you verbally to the NFL. No, That's, yeah, literally welcomed. That's literally wild. Welcomed but the cool thing is, like your rookie year, you guys were, I think, like five and eleven, and then all of a sudden, your second year, there's like a, just a dramatic change. All of a sudden, you guys are a playoff team. Just talk about like what happened that that off season from you guys going to, you know, a bottom feeder, all of a sudden now we're a playoff football team. I think just more, just, just being together. I think Rex was still young. I think that was about to be his third year now. So he, he, he had a little bit more experience. So he's still making a little bit of the same mistakes, but not as many. And the defense was definitely, we brought in some more players. Uh, I want to say we brought in Ottawale Agunier from Miami. We brought in uh, Marty Booker from Miami too in a trade. We brought both of those guys in, so that that helped out. Alawale was on the defense, but uh, Marty was uh, on the offensive side, so that helped out. We were able to move the, the ball a lot more. And then um, I think we just started trending and moving in the right direction. We made it to the playoffs. We got I think we we got knocked out of the first round to uh, Carolina. I want to say Carolina. Yeah, it was Carolina because I think they went on to the Super Bowl that year um that was the year ricky manning had three three picks in, i think it was three picks in the super bowl three picks in the playoffs and then um and then actually yeah yeah we had lost to to carolina in the playoffs but we were just on the right we were on the right on the right move we brought in thomas jones from arizona to to bolster down the running game and to improve the running game so we were starting to get the right pieces in the right places and then that that my what is it that 2006 I think or 2007 yeah 2006 year we year we go to Super Bowl is just where everything started to click for us and we, the defense was was playing freaking lights out and the monster midway mantra that was was definitely back like they weren't they were shutting down everything you know Erlacher in the in in the middle that cover two that Tampa two defense Erlacher running that like that was one of the players that I was actually like okay yeah. Erlacher's were the real deal. When I first got there, that was one of the things I wanted. I wanted. I want. I did. I was like, all right. I want to check out and see like who's legit, who's really like who's because you. There's at every level you always run into it every single time. You'd be like, I I heard this player was good. I heard, but I haven't seen it for myself yet. So I want to see it. And it happens that every time you get to college, you're like, oh man, that dude's trash. <laughs> and then, but so I got, yeah, I get down to the field and I'm like, yeah, I want to see this. So I start watching, I start paying attention. 
And I'm just, I'm amazed. I'm like, damn, Erlacher is that dude. He really is that dude. So I was actually happy about that. But like I said, yeah, we had all the right pieces in all the right places. And then that 2006 season, that's where everything started to click. And we were just on a roll and we got to the Super Bowl. We'll get to the we'll we'll get to the Super Bowl more, but uh, you know, you you come up as a wide receiver and you've always been a kick returner, but now you're on the Bears and you got Devin Hester with you. What was that like? Yeah. What, talk about that man. So yeah, so my rookie year is actually I got to do a little bit more. I did more returning my rookie year than later on in my career. Uh, we had um, Jerry Azuma was the was the original returner, but they wanted him to kind of do more. Uh, more on defense be more 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 specialized on defense and play corner so they subbed me in that's where i started getting a little bit more returns on kickoff return and for punt return rw mccorders was the punt returner at the time so i was backing him up and rw he's a smart guy smart very smart guy always was going to fill the ball for sure and that was one thing in chicago that they wanted to make sure got done because that win in that stadium is is out of out of <laughs> I don't even know how to describe the wind in there. It's it's a swirling wind. Like punts go from left to right to right to right to left, all in the same play. Like it's it's crazy in there. So they want they wanted to make sure that punts were fielded. I could always catch the punts, for sure. But they just you know it's a, you're a rookie. They don't trust you. Mm-hmm. Is basically all it comes down to. So I was backing our dub up for for a while, and then the first time I actually got a return. I read one of the blocks wrong. I read one of the blocks wrong. Shit, I could have probably scored on it too. Read one of the blocks wrong, and and then ran into ran into my blocker, and I was like, "Damn it, Ooh, my shot right there." So, the next year, the next yeah, the next year we draft we draft Devin. So I was like, "Uh, shit!" I watched <laughs> Devin just return twenty thousand punts in in college. So <laughs> you definitely are gonna get a shot there. But so I was backing backing him up on at both kick return and punt return, and I was like, man, I ain't never. And as soon as he started returning, we we nicknamed Devin anytime, anytime, anytime he touches the ball, he is likely to score. So like was, I was just out there like, yeah, there ain't no way I'm ever gonna see the field as a punt returner with Chicago, not as long as this man's back here. <laughs> so I get yeah, I signed a free agency contract to um to the Vikings in like 2007 and uh, we're playing Arizona. I think, yeah, I think we're playing Arizona at the time. And um, I forget who was, who was, who was the actual starter at punt returner. I think he got hurt and they were like, uh, they were like, yeah, B, I know you used to uh, back up, do uh, punt returns too. You're returning too. And I was like, hell yeah. I was like, that's the funniest thing I like to do playing football is be a punt returner. I was like, that's my number one thing. Be against, I always felt like punt return was one against 11. That's what that was, I was, it was fun for me to try to, when I was a little kid, that's all I used to try to do is shake everybody up on the field. So that's why I love punt return. So I was like, yeah, it's me against everybody. I get to showcase my talent and you get to see how freaking good I am or whatever. So I was like, finally, I was like, hell yeah. So I get in there, and in the first one, you know, I take it back to the house. I'm like, yep, we're on. We're on. But that was the only only time I got to return. So I was like, damn it. Oh, well. <laughs> but at least I took it back. I was happy I got to take one back in my career. So That's awesome. But let's go back to the Chicago Bears, right? It's kind of it's funny, though, because you talked about going into high school or coming out of high school. You were going to go play with Lance Briggs at Arizona. But then you didn't know yeah. that you guys were going to meet up in Chicago, play together in Chicago. Exactly. 
Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, actually, a couple of players in, in, from Arizona too. Bobby Wade was another player from Arizona that I played with in Chicago. It was, it was, it was, it was nice. It was definitely nice when we got there. Yeah, we all linked up pretty quickly. Like, hey, remember? I was like, hell yeah, I remember. <laughs> Because they beat us in that championship, that high school championship game, Lance. They beat us seventy-seven to twenty-two. Oh wow! Yeah, Lance had Lance, so Lance is a linebacker, right? In in college or in NFL, he's freaking probably going to be a Hall of Fame linebacker. But in high school, Lance was a running back. Oh, that's a big People, body. He was a running back also. Yeah, he, in that game, Lance had six touchdowns, six hundred yards. <laughs> Crazy, right? <laughs> so wait, wait, you were playing DB then too, right? I definitely was. I definitely was. So what? I definitely was. So you definitely, I'm guessing you were, de- in the high school, you were definitely going low. You were definitely trying to go low with Lance. Oh, yeah. I was an ankle biter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in high school, especially in high school, because I was, I was even littler. I was even smaller. Dude. I remember one time in the playoff game, so we're playing, who are we playing? I think it's Lincoln out of um, like uh, Bay Area. Lincoln. We're playing Lincoln at home. And we're down on the goal line, and they run like a fullback dive. And I'm I'm the, I'm contained. I'm on the edge, and it's me and this big ass fullback. He like two something, <laughs> two probably two twenty. I mean, huge, huge dude. And I'm like, damn, I gotta go and tackle this dude. And I'm going in, and I straight straight go for his ankle too. Clipped him, made the tackle. He still scored, but I was like, man, hey, sorry guys, that's that's best you were gonna get out of that. And I was like, dude, terrible. I'm like, it's little old me coming out there. Like, you know, I ain't no tackle. Like, that's not, I, that's not me. I score touchdowns. He's like, I got to make but, business uh, decisions out here. Yeah, for <laughs> real. <laughs> but I love playing DB, though. It's, it's, it was funny playing DB. You, you, you playing corner, actually. You can catch, you, you'll catch, I'll make the tackle. You'll make a catch in front of me, but I'll be there and make the tackle. But if, if the ball's going to be thrown deep, oh, good. It's going to hit. It's not going to be an incomplete. If the quarterback throws it deep, I had eight picks as a corner, eight or nine picks as a corner, every single one of them all on deep balls. You can't throw no fades, no posts, no deep balls against me because if the ball's in the air for a long enough time, I'm definitely going to run under, especially at that level. Like, it was, it was no chance you were going to get anything deep on me. So it seemed like it made me feel like I was a good DB because I had I had big numbers. But if you actually pull them up, my like passes, every everything was caught in front of me. Everything. It's funny. They I always, don't think I have. I never had a pass deflection. <laughs> they always say guys play corner because they can't because they don't they, they got no hands. But that wasn't Bernard. They got no hands. Yeah, that wasn't me. I was like, if you gonna throw this thing, I'm gonna get it. It's my ball. Sorry. <laughs> That's awesome. Now, you know, let's go back to 06. I, I just want to hear, you know, you go to the Super Bowl. It doesn't go your way, but wh- what's that experience like? What What's it like being in the Super Bowl? It's just like, it, I hate saying, because it sounds so cliche, it's just like any other game. I'm, it is, but, it, you know, it's not. It's it's the pinnacle. It's the top. It's the, it's the game that everyone dreams about playing in and doing whatever they wanted to do it. Yeah, I dreamed about being the Disney man, Disney World. I'm going to Disney World. I wanted to be that dude, you know, MVP of the game, whatever. I had dreams of doing that. So, you know, playing in the Super Bowl was was great. And then being in kind of a historic, you know, first two uh, black head coaches in the same Super Bowl, that was that was great too. It was definitely good getting there with Chicago because Chicago had, I think it was, I want to say it was like the 20-year, almost 20-year anniversary Oh, the last time the Chicago was in a Super Bowl. So, I mean, it was just, it was a, a lot of historical events surrounding 
playing in that Super Bowl. And, and then, it, of course, it being in Miami, you know, is another big thing, being down in, in, in South Beach in Florida. Everybody wants to go down to Miami, you know, have a good time or whatever. And just the festivities around the Super Bowl is, is crazy, crazy, crazy. I've never seen or been involved in any type of atmosphere, you know, like that on that stage or that level. I mean, everybody knows who you are. Everybody knows who you are. And it's crazy. You know, people are calling you from from, from <laughs> the interviews you're doing, like that the, the little interview week or whatever that they got going on, the China from everywhere, Australia, like you have no idea where people are, are calling in trying to interview you from. It's, it was, it's, but it was a great experience. I definitely loved it. I never take that, never take that away. Never forget that. It's funny you mentioned that the media stuff is crazy at the Super Bowl, and guys, I always see guys getting asked these like crazy, wild questions. Do you have any experiences like that, where just questions come out of left field? No, there was, yeah, it was definitely there's. I mean, there's there's a couple people that are there just to do that on purpose, just to get to try to get a reaction out of you. So there's, I mean, some of them, they, they warned us about like, there's a couple guys that are, that are out here to do that just on purposely. So, you know, try to avoid that. Yeah. I or, feel like how, know, like, be, I feel like Howard Stern, Howard Stern would always send a guy there and just to, <laughs> just to try to get a reaction. Out just of to try to mess with people. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Howard was one of those, but that, that, that interview is actually a funny one is a fun one, but I can't remember like what was one of the weirdest or some of the weirdest questions asked those, those i kind of forgot about those because you definitely get some weird weird strange questions for sure so you leave chicago you go to minnesota and there's a quarterback at minnesota who had been playing for green bay who retiring not retiring who's i might play i might not play right so is that <laughs> is that yeah. what is it like what is it like playing with brett Favre, and then is that kind of one of the main reasons you went to Minnesota? Well, before I, w I got to Minnesota before Brett, okay. Brett did actually. So yeah, I played there two years actually before Brett had got there. So I played with Tavares my first year or Tavares split time with him and uh, Gus Farratt. So my first two years there. And then I want to say my third, yeah, my third year is when Brett came. But to be honest with you, I didn't, I didn't, I personally, I didn't like playing with Brett. Brett wouldn't throw me the damn ball <laughs> for two years. Yeah, he would not throw me the ball. It was over some, some, some real punk shit, to be honest with you. Like, <laughs> so remember the hoopla when Brett was coming over from the Jets about his shoulder and like, oh, Jet, Brett's going to play for the Vikings. He's going to, to uh, uh, an NFC North division rival. He's not going to the Green Bay. He's going to the Vikings. So all this, all that. Yeah. So, yeah. I had just I had almost a thousand yard receipt or receiving year the previous season. So they, they brought me on first take to do an interview and, you know, talk to me about, you know, Brett potentially coming to Minnesota. So I do that interview, you know, they're asking me questions. How does it feel to play with Brett, you know, or to potentially play with Brett? You know, you know how do you think about what do you think about Brett and all the, the whole nine? So, you know, I'm, you know, kiss, ass kissing basically, you know, Brett's a freaking he's you know, a Hall of Fame player. Like who what receiver? wouldn't want to play with Brett Favre. Like, he's going to throw the ball. Like, there's nothing bad about playing with Brett Favre. You know, basically being like that. But the one thing I did say was mentioned was, but, you know, because we still didn't know if he was going to sign or not or, or how real it was that he's going to be coming. So I was like, but until until Brett signs, Tavares Jackson's our starting quarterback. He wouldn't throw me the ball for two years because I said that. That's ridiculous. That is stupid. Yeah. 
the coaches after the season, after the after he left, after the season, they brought me into the office and they're like, yeah, you know, we we're you know, you, you weren't really getting the ball. And I was like, yeah, Brett wouldn't throw you the ball. He just wouldn't throw you the ball, bro. And I was like, so you wait till two years to tell me that? Like, I don't know. And then I was like, I was like, how does that happen? Like, how is he a starter and he won't throw the ball to someone? Like, how do you let that happen? Like, if any other player does something, like, to where they're not going to let someone do something, you guys are going to step in and, and say something. Like, how do you let that go on for a whole two years? Not just a year, two years. And, and for me, like, it, it, I started to internalize that. So that, that's what really pissed me off about it because I thought, I thought I was doing something wrong these whole these whole two years. So I was like, what the hell is wrong with me? What am I doing wrong? I'm like, I got Brett Favre over here. This is a Hall of Fame quarterback. He's got an arm. He can throw it, but I'm not getting any freaking balls. So like, you know, I started doubting myself. So that's why I didn't. That's why I didn't. I didn't particularly take into to the whole Brett Favre thing after after playing with him. But funny dude, funny as shit. I will. I will live. <laughs> he is a funny dude. No, there's no lying about that. He's got great stories. But just when we were on the field, just for that 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 particular reason, I was just like, man. That's some petty shit right there. It's very, very petty. Come on, Brett. Yeah, yeah. So when I remember when I hear I heard about the I think it was the Bernius Coles, the the thing that they when he was at the Jets. Now I was like, ah, oh, now I see why you were kind of pissed <laughs> off or whatever. And I was like, I see why. <laughs> so, so you're actually also you are tied for a record in the NFL. Not many people go 99 yards on a catch. Talk about that. Yeah, that was that was that was great. It's funny we talk about ninety nine. My whole my whole football career, you know, we always practice. You, you football is a, a sport where you always practice situations. You always want to put you in a situation so that when it comes up in the game, you're ready for it, you're prepared for it, you know how to handle it when it happens. So in football, we always practice backed up. So that ninety nine yard sometimes comes into play. So. Every time we do it in practice, college, high school, from high school all the way on college, all the way to NFL, every time we get in backed up and we're on the one-yard line, I always go to the OC, hey, you know how we can end this real quick. <laughs> real quick. Throw a go ball to me. It'll be over in this game really quick. You don't have to worry about being back up. We get this out of here and be over with. The quickest way to score six is throw that bomb and let me go run underneath it. I'm always in the coach's ear. So we get fast forward. Now we're on. We're in Minnesota. Defense does a hell of a job stopping uh, Chicago. Four four downs, like inside the five, four downs stopped them. Boom, we're coming out. Offense is on there. Offense, uh, offense go out. We run out. We're in the huddle. They call the play. I looked up. My eyes lit up, and I said, "Oh shit, <laughs> what?" Like I literally was like, "Oh shit, they called it." Like they called it. I was jumping. Like, my heart was beating out my chest. Like, they actually called it. So, the, the first thing I was thinking, I was like, man. So, as soon as we get in the huddle and, like, we're getting ready to uh, call the play, I was like, please don't jump. Guys, please. Because I know if they if we jump, they're scrapping this play, and that 99 is gone forever. <laughs> like, I'm not going to get this chance ever again. You get one shot so, at this. Yes, you literally get one shot at this. So, we, we go to, the snap goes off, and I'm like, yes. Run it down. But I see Peanut, they're playing cover three. And when cover three, a lot of times, the corners like to try to rob the inside. Cause, so we said four verticals. 
in cover three, what the corner will try to do, he'll try to play both verticals. He'll try to play the inside vertical and the outside vertical. So he, Gus did a great job of pump faking because Peanut was definitely cheating inside. Pump fake the inside route, the inside Peanut was already headed that way. As soon as he pumped, Peanut thought, oh, I got a pick. Flew inside. I thought the play was over because the way he took off, he took off so drastic. I was like, oh, the play's over. Done. All of a sudden, I hear, you know, when you hear the crowd get excited, <laughs> deep balls coming. So I'm like, oh, shit. I look up. It balls in the air. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, damn. I got to go get it. I put my head down to catch up and get it. And looking like he just put enough air underneath it, where I can run there underneath it, making an easy catch. But I literally didn't. I thought the play was over because of the way Peanut had taken off or took off, and then you know just made the catch. And then finally, you know, this easy thing to just run into the end zone after making the catch. But I was I was just so excited the way it, it went down because the defense made a great stance. Four dollar four 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 plays inside the five like that doesn't happen too too often at all. And then, and then, uh, and as a matter of fact, I want to say three of those plays were inside like the two yard line. And then come around, turn around, and and, and call the ninety nine yard to call a go ball right out the gate. Like that doesn't that doesn't ever hardly ever happen. So I was I was really excited about that. And now I'm in the record books forever. You know, I can always tell my kids I'm, I'm an NFL record holder. Like <laughs> it ain't gonna get broken either. You can't get broken. You're only top. <laughs> That's the best part is you, you got one of the one of the few that can never be topped. Yep. Forever in the books. That's awesome too to do it against the Bears, your your former team. That's awesome. Yeah, that was it was awesome. I didn't want to leave the Bears to be honest with you though. I never. I I really did. I like playing for the Bears. I like living in Chicago. I tell people now if Chicago wasn't so damn cold, like I would. I'd probably live there. Like I love that city. It's really really great city. What was it like? Uh, what was Lovey Smith like? How did you like playing for him? Oh, great! Lovey's a great coach. Love, I love it. Uh, it was a her. I want. I want to say Herman Edwards, but uh, Tony Dudgy, uh, family coaching tree, pretty, pretty much. You know, same kind of mentality, kind of quiet, but commands respect. Not gonna yell at you. Not gonna bite your head off. He can, but he's not gonna. You know, it's not every time, twenty four seven. Everything's an MF and. And cussing at you and screaming and yelling. He's not as more mild, 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 mild mannered tone. And, you know, he just he tells you straightforward. He talks to you, speaks to you like a man. You know, like most people want to be spoken to as a man, not as a child. Like, we're, you're messing with grown men here. Like, we don't want to hear that. We Some of us have children of our own. Like, we're, we're not trying to hear you talk to us like that at all. So uh, that was one of the things I loved about about Lovey too, and he was he was upfront. He let you know, you know, where you stood. Yeah, that sounds sounds just like Tony Dungy, actually. Tony's Tony's yeah. Tony Dungy is one of those guys on the short list of dudes that I just want to meet someday because he just seems yeah. like an unbelievable dude. Yep, really great people. And like it's 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 great playing for like you want to give your soul to people play for people like that. Like, and that's one of the reasons why we I think we had the success type of success we had in Chicago too. Is because people started to realize, oh, this is, you know, Lovey's a really good dude. He's really looking out for us. You know, and you're going to play your ass off for a, a, a coach like that. That's awesome. Yeah, that's good, man. That's good. So when you look back now on your on your NFL career, what are those, you know, obviously going to the Super Bowl is cool, but you got any, like, on the field or even off the field moments? Like, what stands out to you most? Say that again. Can you repeat that again? Yeah, so – 
now that you you know you look back on your NFL career, what uh what are those few moments or even it can even be off the field like what what stands out to you most when you look back on your career? I would say just it's it's always the locker room. Probably I feel like every old player, retired player, always says that it's a locker room. Sometimes some of the games you you tend to think about, but it's the relationships that you build. Like even with some of the front office people, some of the media relations re, relations people. Like there's a lot of people I still talk to in the media relationships. A lot of people I still talk to just in the front office as as well as just you know old teammates and people that are still playing now. Like it's it's those relationships that you know that you weren't constantly around that you're not constantly around, you know, every day that, that you were previously before. So it, I, I tend to remember those, you know, the locker room, playing in the locker room, all, all the games you played in the locker rooms. Like that, that stuff was funny, but the stuff we did, you know, for, for warm-up on, on the practice field at like at Chicago, like we did, we, <laughs> for, for warm-up, what, what, what we do is uh, <laughs> when we do, you know, dynamic warm-up, we were walking and stretching. But we had competition time during that time, too. Like, players would do certain dances while they were walking and stretching at the same time, too. So it's just, you know, it's just little things like that, like, a lot of people don't know about. But that those relationships, are they're, they're hilarious. And some of the memories are really, really funny. So I, I have to ask this because you talked about relationships. You were on a reality TV show, Chad Johnson's. <laughs> so I got to ask you, like, how did that all come about? How did you be a part of that? So it's funny. Yeah, everyone's always like, yeah, you got you and Chad, you and Chad, are you guys really close friends? Like, no, we really didn't even really know each other too much. <laughs> I played against Chad. <laughs> I played against Chad in, in, in college. He was older, so he's like three or four, almost four years older. Played against Chad in college. And then um, our teams played against each other in, in the NFL. But um, the way that worked out is we had the same marketing agent. So they pitched it and they were like, yeah, you're the, you're the right type of dude for this. You're definitely the right type of dude for this. And it was like, so this is what we're going to do. We're going to do a reality show. And it wasn't the reality show that you guys saw. It was actually supposed to be a reality show on life after football. Like what football players are going to try to do to either, you know, restart their careers or get into another field. So we were going to, we were going around just different, different types of jobs and we're going to film that and just do like a reality show based on that and seeing how we interact and, and react and, or whatever we do for these different type of jobs. We're trying to get jobs. So we did like a construction site. We did office, uh, um, office work. And then I forget what we did for the pilot. What else? What other type of job we did for them? But um, after that, we shot, they shopped it around. They tried to shop it around because the, the, I think it was, I forget what channel it was supposed to be on. They dropped it. And they didn't want to, they backed out. They didn't want to do it anymore. So they were like, well, they still took the idea and they shopped it around. And then my marketing agent came back to me. And he was like, B, so we found a channel. <laughs> but as soon as he said, but I was like, please don't tell me it's a freaking dating show. It better not be a freaking dating show. <laughs> then he was like, but wait. And I was like, man, you're killing me. I'm not doing no dating show. And he was like, oh, no, 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 no. He's like, you don't have to do it. He was like, Chad's going to do the dating. You know, I was like, Look, but it's still a dating show. <laughs> He's like, don't, don't, don't worry, don't worry. It's not, it's not like that. He's like, all you really got to do is you're just going to like be like voting people on or off or helping around like that. And I was like, oh, I can do that. Easy, no problem. Cool. 
so that's really how that worked out. I didn't want we didn't we 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 knew each other after the show and became <laughs> friends after the show because of it. But yeah, we didn't really know each other before beforehand. That's funny. That's funny. So right, you got done playing football. Did you always like right now like you're coaching, you kinda do a youth program and all that, and like coaching high school football. Is that something you always wanted to do? Is that like, hey, after I'm done playing, I'm I'm gonna go coach and is that kinda how'd you get started with all that? I really didn't want to. I always thought I was like, if I, for me, I always said, if I wanted to coach, I wanted to coach, you know, higher level, higher level, like college or, or NFL, do it there. But then when I saw, then when I saw how much time was actually put into it, I was like, Ooh, I like my time. <laughs> I don't, I, I think I'm probably just going to enjoy retirement after football and just be retired. Cause all my goal was always, I don't want to work. Like there's no way I'm going into the NFL to make millions in coming out of the NFL, a millionaire and and having to work like there's I'm not going broke. Forget that. That's that option is not a, there's that is not even an option at all. It's not even singing in my head. Like I never I went into NFL. I, I nine to five is not for me. I'm not a nine to five guy. I like because I like doing. If I'm a nine to five guy, like you can't be upset about me getting my work done the way I get my work done. That's how I am. Like I operate. Like, I'm going to get it done. Don't It's going to be done, but it's going to be done how I like to do it. And I don't really – I don't like to take orders from people. So I was like, I'm on the file. It's not going to work for me. Because I had military parents. I had military parents, and I saw them, and I was like, nah. <laughs> this is not the life I want to have. I want to be able to chill. And then I had a child in college, too. So in being away, you know, for games and stuff, and her being here in Fresno, I, that was also kind of my mindset, mindset, too. I was like, well, I want to be – I don't want to work, too. i missing a lot of time working, playing football. And being away here, when I get done playing football, I just want to be able to dedicate the rest of my time to my children. So, fast forward, retired, I'm retired about what it's going into like six, seven years of retirement now. One of my old teammates at Fresno State, he he comes up to me, he's like, "Hey, man, we need you on this football field." And I was like, "Yeah, sounds good, but yeah, not not, not for me, not for me." So he's been trying like the last three years and then find this last year during COVID. I was like, you know what? Or I actually started what I actually started doing. I was, uh, I was doing private training. I was, instead of coaching, I was like, I'd actually do, even now that I'm coaching now, I'd still rather do private training because you get, I get more one-on-one time. It's more intimate and I'm more into some mentoring too. And I get, I get more of a shot to do that when we're private training for an hour and a half than as opposed to being a coach on the football field. We're on the practice field for an hour and a half, two hours, but you're not necessarily always with me that whole time. We're doing things. We're going over plays and stuff like that that you got to learn from. Like, you can get little tidbits here and there, but I'd rather have that one, that hour, hour and a half, where it's just me and you or me and two other dudes or something, and we're going at it. Boom. I, you're going to get a lot more out of me than you would as, as me just being your coach on the football field. So I was doing that, and I was doing it right at the um, – at the stadium where they practice at and they play their games at, at their, at their high school. So it was just like, he was like, man, he kept coming out. He's like, man, you're over out here. You're working people out anyway. You're like, and you're doing it right here. Like, you know, we practice 50 feet from you, like right over there. Like you might as well just come on out. And like, it, I think two months, two months, a month or two of him, you know, were just constantly, you know, hitting me up and being, being on my head about it. I finally was like Paris. Paris games. I was, I was like, gonna say because you know I know Paris kids went to Garfield yeah. and everything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I was like, you know what, man? Why not? So I just I was like, all right, I'll do it. Why not? 
So I joined on with Buchanan and then started coaching. Uh, like I picked it up. I like it again. It definitely got me back into it. And then, you know, so I was like, no, all right, cool. And it's boom. And then it's like, as soon as the word got out, I was coaching. Fine. Everybody, like, all the school. <laughs> like, I'm coaching. Like, I'm coaching. Like, I'm coaching. I'm like, I can't just leave Buchanan right like that. I was like, I just got here one year. <laughs> I'm not going to switch up that quick. Not that quick. So, uh, then uh, this youth program idea came about, and I was like, ah, oh, now that's something I can get involved with. I can definitely do that. So yeah, we started up. It's with it's actually a feeder school or feeder program into uh, Edison Edison High School, and it's called TNT Tigers in Training, and it's a youth and youth and cheerleading program. We got what five teams. So there's or it's it might be four teams. I think it's five. And it's the uh, same amount of cheerleading squads too for that. But we're, yeah, we're starting from the ground up. So we're um, right, fundraising, trying to find sponsors, doing everything we can to get as much money again to get some, get these kids these equipment. We're trying to make it free for the kids too. So that, you, cause it's, they're, it's disadvantaged youth. They're, it's over on the West side of Fresno. So they, they're, they're disadvantaged. So we're trying to make it, raise as much money as we can to make it free for the kids. That's awesome. What uh, what ages uh, are in that program right now? From five to fourteen, okay. or eighth grade. So if you're eighth grade and you're fourteen, you can still play. So now is is uh, is Corey Hall involved in that too over there with Edison, or is this your thing? He is involved in Edison. I don't think he's he's not coaching, but he's more like a consultant. Yeah, yeah, Edison. So he's still he's still involved over at Edison. So you coach one year of high school football. And you'll go and win a championship. Like Buchanan, you hope Buchanan get over that hump. Yeah, I know. <laughs> in, a, in a COVID year, I know. Yeah, it's a crazy, crazy, crazy time to start coaching. But I, I, I definitely enjoyed it. We won a championship. Hopefully, we can get. It's funny too. Like I'm coaching Buchanan, and then I'm coaching the kids that are going to be going to Edison, and and some of the coaches that are coaching the program there are actual coaches at Edison, and we're we're supposed to be running like kind of Edison stuff, and I'm just like. I wonder if they're really going to be giving me Edison's Edison's plays because like they know I coach the Canada. <laughs> but I was I was I was actually going to go up to him and be like, "Yo, I'm not that type of player. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to cheat. You know, be, be like that anyway." Because for one, I like to compete, and if I got any type of cheating, like any type of thing like involved with that, I like I, I I would feel bad about myself. Like I wouldn't feel like I actually beat you. You know, so. That's that's just my mentality anyway. Like I hate cheating when we're competing. Like nah, we're gonna play this straight up, and I'm just gonna whoop your butt. <laughs> <laughs> so you're uh you know you're in the coaching game now. You're beginning. What's the uh what's the squad look like this year going forward? You guys you guys getting ready already? Probably just got started. Yeah, right? we're definitely getting definitely getting ready. We've been in summer program shit. What? So I think the summer program started like two weeks. I want to say two weeks after the season ended because of the whole COVID thing, pushing the season extra far back. We didn't, that season was crazy to be honest with you. I didn't think we were going to have a season practicing and be practice on. All right. Practice for a month. All right. You guys got a week off practice for another month. All right. You guys got two weeks off practice for another month. All right. You guys got another week off. Like it felt like it was just going to be a summer program the whole year. And then finally when they gave us the green light, we were like, we were excited about it. But, but, but at the time they gave us the green light, we were like, man, the regular season next year is going to start on regular time. We're like, we're going to have no turnaround. Like, it's going to be season, finish the season off, break for two weeks, and then boom, right back into summer program again. 
So we've been in the summer program for a while, and we just started camp. This 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 was our first week finishing up of camp today, actually. So we just just had a first our first full padded practice today. We had some live scrimmage today. It was actually a pretty good day. It was a good day for the offense. Could be better. Definitely could have been better. But uh, we were moving the ball pretty well. We got a lot of players returning. Definitely in the in all the the key positions, all the key uh, muscle players are returning. So it should be probably should be a repeat of, of what happened last year. So it's definitely going to be a lot more challenging now this year. They they got you know they they won the championship, so everybody knows you know they got to go through them. So I've been telling the guys like, look, it's going to be a lot different than last season. Everyone, you're the hunting now. Everyone knows, you know, they're you're their championship game, so they're going to bring it every time you guys go and play. So. Make sure you're ready for that and be prepared for it because you guys got to bring it now. Yeah, it's funny you talk about that offseason. This is the shortest offseason in, in history. I mean, you got to get right back after it. But when this episode actually drops, it's going to be like right when the season starts. So, uh, Oh, nice. Yeah, so, you know, what I'm hearing is Bernard Barrian's predicting the championship. He's, he's calling it out, <laughs> like, speaking it into, into an existence. He's speaking of manifesting. What's yeah. the, isn't that a show on Netflix, Manifest? <laughs> We're manifesting right now. <laughs> I like it. Now, how's the wide receiver group? You guys you got a young quarterback that made some waves last year, did some big things, came into Buchanan. What's the, uh, how's the rest of the offense look? Great. Like I said, when I said we got uh, a lot of people returning in key positions, I was one of the positions. And we got some some guys that are some new additions, actually, that are probably going to get some some good run. Uh, for sure going to see the field that can make plays for us, too. So I'm looking, to, I'm looking to see improvements from last year, from what we did in the past game last year, actually, to be honest with you. Uh, quarterback Jaden, he's he's his arm is he's got unbelievable talent. I'm seeing it's funny. You know, I'm watching uh, like a lot of the throws um, Mahomes mm. is making. You know, running the other opposite way, throwing back off his back foot and the no look passes. Jaden's not he doesn't have the no look pass, but he's definitely got those throwing off his back pat, back foot, person in in your face. He's got all that. He's got that type of talent. And he's such a young player too, and it's like it's good seeing him develop and become who he's going to become. Yeah, definitely, it's going to be a, it's going to be an exciting year watching watching him develop more because he's he's fun to watch. Yeah, definitely fun to watch. He can run the ball too. It's a great runner. He's he's a good athlete with the ball, and like like I said, he can he can sling it. He can really really sling that thing, and I'm I'm happy because we got some players that can make some plays for him too. So I'm 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 excited, and it'll be another year of them together, you know, and, and and getting some more work together too. So I'm really really excited for the guys, and really can't wait to see what they do out there this season. That's awesome. Well, you know, we can't thank you enough for doing this with us today. But one thing I wanna I wanna get one more story out of you here. I'm gonna put you on the spot a little bit. You know, Coach Hill kind of Coach Pat Hill kind of became like a legendary figure around here. But when you were with him, he was a little younger, and you know, wasn't quite that guy. But what's a you know tell give us a Pat Hill story? Oh man, damn! Oh, I want to say what was where were we at? I can't remember what team we were playing, and we were down. We were down going in at halftime, and and uh, there was this trash can. <laughs> There's this trash can, but at the time, I, it was full, so it was heavy as shit. So Pat didn't know what was in it or anything at all. So he's pissed and he's giving his, his, you know, his pissed off. He's hot, pissed off. Halftime spiel speech, and 
he tries to pick this pet this trash can up to throw it because he's so mad and he can't pick it up and it is the funniest everybody in the locker room just starts dying laughing like it is a serious moment because we're down right now we're getting our asses chewed and he he like we couldn't help it because it was it was the funniest thing he's really literally trying to like he tried for like a good 30 seconds to pick it up and lift it to throw it and he couldn't get it up so he just kicked the thing he just kicked it and then he heard his foot kicking it and we started <laughs> We started dying laughing, like, yo, remember when Kanye tried to tell us That's one we always bring up. That was, that was a good one. That's amazing. At some point, we're going to try to get go, get Coachella on the podcast, and we'll have to, we'll have to bring this. Talk about that, yeah. Talk about that one. That's awesome. Well, man, I... I can't thank you enough. You've uh, blessed us with a whole bunch of time today. And, uh, man, it was fun. We we loved hearing your stories. So thank you so much. No, appreciate it. Thank uh, you, guys. Thank you. Appreciate you guys having me on, too. No, appreciate you taking the time. Thank you. All right. That's it. That's the Off the Bench Podcast. Thank you, guys. You've been listening to the Off the Bench Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe to the show and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Pod Off the Bench.